Welcome to the Not-For-Profit On Purpose podcast series. This series is designed to help guide you on your journey through the not-for-profit space in terms of all things not-for-profit, including structures, setting up your not-for-profit, how you report, board governance, accounting, and anything else you could possibly think of in regards to not-for-profit. Okay, Justin Hogg here talking NDIS and the impact it's had on the not-for-profit space. Um, I've done a few videos historically about the challenges of not-for-profits initially when the NDIS came in. And now I'm taking a couple of videos to look at some of the challenges, the next set of challenges that now face the not-for-profit sector because of those who've started to adapt, maybe finish their journey of adapting to NDIS and are, you know, embrace the NDIS. What challenges that's now presenting for these organisations that are fully immersed in NDIS from a not for, and in a not-for-profit sense, and how they work through this. Now, one of the most interesting ones, and it's been one that I've grappled with a bit when working with some NDIS organizations that are in the not-for-profit space, is now that we've changed from you know, block funding and effectively we invoice clients for the work that we do, so whether it's a, a therapy or SIL or, or support services, you send an invoice for the work that you perform, and it's very it can feel very transactional. It's like, well, this is the work we perform, this is how much we can charge, here's your bill, you need to pay it. And then there's a whole you know, collecting money type thing, making sure people have enough money to pay their bills. It, it's, it feels very business-like, very transactional. And because of that, and because of the cultural change that's had to happen to go, well, you know, part of operating the NDIS now is invoicing clients and making sure that they pay for the services we provide. So that change has led to, in a number of NDIS organizations I've worked with, so I, I, I see this as a common thread, is they go, yeah, but what's our purpose now? Because we used to be this disability support organization, and we used to provide, you know, that used to be our charity, that's what we used to do as a charity. It was a charitable purpose. We went out and helped people with a disability. We used to get donations in, and we used to go in and help people with a disability. Now. We don't, it's harder to get donations because we've got NDIS funding, and that's sort of the business. Where's our charitable purpose gone? Why are we here? And it can get lost. And when you start losing that purpose, you start losing, um, quite often you start losing the engagement of people who are there because they want to make a difference, they want to make an impact, they want to help people who are in a, a situation worse than themselves and help them have a a life best lived. So how do you tackle this is really quite a, it's not a straightforward thing to think through. One of the ways that I've started to work out can help, and I suppose this is a process, is one, go back, and the answer, the answer I'll give you the answer, is to start separating the delivery of your purpose from the funding, the two separate things. And because of NDIS, they've been intertwined, which is the right thing to do from a business process point of view. But from a strategic point of view and from a cultural message point of view, I think we need to start separating the two and speaking about them separately. So let me give you an example. So as an NDIS provider, you say you get a million dollars in a year for providing so many support hours to the clients that you do. Well. If you thought of it that way and say, okay, for a million dollars, we need to provide this many support hours. 
that's very similar to how grants were done. Like grants used to have KPIs you had to perform. So if you get this much money, this much money, these are the things you need to perform. So from that perspective, you can look at NDIS similar to grant funding in that to get this amount of money, your organization needs to be able to deliver this much work. Now, that's all well and good, and that's a way to look at it. How do you help that make it feel like it's part of the strategy that your purpose is still providing those disability services that the NDIS is funding? Another way that can help that process is to go back and effectively start again. So what if you were starting this charity up from day dot, knowing what you know now, knowing the space and how you operate now, how would you set it up? So quite often it would be, well, we want to help people with a disability. That's our purpose. Okay, cool. And you're very clear on that. You can be really clear. So you want to, yes, and, and even get more detail, like what type of disability, what situation, what geography, what do you want to do? And get very clear on that. And when you go through like, effectively a business plan or a strategic document, you go, okay, well, that's the purpose. And then to do that purpose, well, you start understanding what resources do you need to achieve it. So you can go, okay, well, these are the resources, employment, people, offices, that type of stuff. The next question is, well, how do we fund that? And this is still an important question. So yes, NDIS is an option for funding, but so are donations still, so is grant funding. They're still out there. So it's really going back and saying, well, what is it that we want to achieve and making sure that the funding streams that you're receiving are achieving those purpose. Now, if NDIS is a funding stream and you go, okay, well, that NDIS funding stream requires us to this many hours. So say it's a million dollars. If you can work out from your organization that you can fulfill that KPI in terms of hours and it costs you $900,000 to do that, well, then you've got $100,000 to put back towards your purpose. And that's then where this conversation is more interesting by separating this way. It's like, well, we've now got money to either help people who aren't in the NDIS or who don't qualify for the NDIS. And there are lots of people out there. Or that the NDIS doesn't quite do the services we, we know they need because we're in that organization. So it's then looking at, well, okay, you've got this extra money or you've got this extra donations that you can ask for saying that we want to help people who are immigrants who don't qualify for NDIS or who are homeless because a lot of homeless people aren't able to get a diagnosis that didn't allow them to access the services that they genuinely need because they have a mental disability or they have an issue that they need help with that would be covered by the NDIS if they were diagnosed. So there are definitely services you can provide outside the NDIS that are consistent with your purpose that effectively that funding that's coming through for the NDIS may be able to help to support. Or that's where you can go back on your donations and on your grant funding and look at, well, are there other areas that we can use that are consistent with our purpose that may come from other funding streams that then helps the organization feel like our focus is our purpose, our focus isn't the NDIS funding stream. And that can really then help you start engaging back with the roots of the organization and what you started out to be with initially. So... The key takeaway today really is to try and separate your funding source from your purpose and your outcomes and then try and focus on how you can deliver your outcomes with the funding sources that are available. So it's an interesting journey, the NIS is definitely providing a lot of benefit to a lot of people and a lot of access, 
But these are the challenges that we go along the way as we come work through what is essentially a, a new business, a new, a new sector within our industry. So I hope you found that video useful. There's other videos up on our YouTube in terms of the NDIS, the not-for-profit sector, and also in terms of governance more generally. So feel free to check those out. Otherwise, I hope you found the video today useful. Uh, it's been Justin Hogg from Whitesource. If you liked what you heard today feel free to subscribe to the podcast series and if you'd like some more information check me out on linkedin i'm happy to connect and answer any questions you might have otherwise thanks for listening it's justin hogg from right source